Hello. Hey there. Hello. Welcome to a late afternoon edition, episode 97 of Coming to Your Podcast. I'm your host, Adam. I am Dustin. And I am Chris. And I say late afternoon, it's one. It's not even one thirty. Well, yeah. Well, typically, typically we're supposed to meet at uh, 11. Mm-hmm. We were very close we, to that. We yeah. were close. We were definitely close. We, you would typically riff talk for like half an hour to 45 minutes. Catch up. This one got a, this one got a little away from us. <laughs> we just kept talking. Yeah, I mean, you got to understand though. But for us, the series finale of WandaVision just came out. There's yesterday. a lot to talk about, exactly. right? And we we had a lot to talk about. We're not going to talk about it on the episode today. It's still too early for spoilers, but we had reasons, right? We're going to give everyone another couple weeks to catch up on that show in case you did miss it. But then there is a spoiler cast coming. Yeah, on the and horizon. you better be fucking ready for it. I want to hear any complaints. Implications. Fucking if you if you haven't watched it by the time we're at episode ninety eight, that's on you. Really, that's a you problem. And you can skip that episode when we get to yeah, it. Yeah, and you're also welcome to listen to whatever you want. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you're your own person. But it's on you. Just know it's on. It you. is always on. Yeah. Go watch Wandavision anyway. <laughs> Go for real, like it's. I if I the first episode of WandaVision I watched I was like not sold on it like I, it was is I, I liked it but I was like this is I don't know where they're going with it but it is by far some of the best Marvel has put out easily and I For and sure. I and I and I think it's just because of it being that series format it's like the first time we're getting to see this level of character that we've seen in all these movies be in an actual series right so there's it provides opportunity or at least more opportunities to slowly work in some of those well easter eggs as as chris has said in and out of the show for years things are better suited sometimes as television series because mm-hmm. you can explain things and everything and then you when it's movie time you can just push the narrative forward and have everything going on cuz allegedly you would be have watched the series leading up to whatever movie it is. And so you should be aware of everything yeah, going on. Exactly. And man, what a piece. I mean, it's not, it didn't, hmm, I mean, it, it defined some things for television. This, I'm talking about WandaVision. It didn't like go crazy and break barriers and all this other stuff, but for what the story it told and the piece of television that it is, it is extremely good. And f- as far as like, superhero stuff it might have set a bar um there's a lot of really good example other examples out there too but for the narrative that it told it is a astounding piece of uh entertainment and without spoilers of course like it was a uh it's a it was a risk i appreciate i, I want to say because like you don't it's such it's such a unique like story method you well, know especially at first that I mean, it all tied together, of course, at the end, mm-hmm. but like how it started out and like how like the marketing leading up to it, like you didn't know what you were going to get, you know? So and it's made me think like, what did I miss by not finishing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Because like, sure. 
this was so good in my opinion. So like, and I've heard nothing but good things about agents of shield. So like, that's going to be my next thing. I think for like newer stuff to watch is I've seen like the first, most of the first season, but I'm going to, I'm going to go through everything. How about Disney plus though, going back to back with the Mandalorian and now WandaVision with an actual yeah. like series mm-hmm. week in, in like a weekly release. And we're watching them just crush it right now. In my opinion, if you go back and bo- both of those, holy shit. Yeah. This is what we're going to get through Disney Plus. I'm I mean, excited. Ho- hopefully every time. I I, mean, right. honestly, I think we're going to have some <laughs> there's probably going to be some weaker things. Not everything's going to hit, but Right. And I'm interested to see how the tone's going to be in each one of these, right? Cuz later we're going to be getting, you know, Loki. I don't I don't know what the tone of that one's going to be. I know it's not going to be Crazy. like this, but Right. Crazy, just bad shit, um, just nuts. Winter Soldier, wait. Winter Soldier and Falcon. Like, I don't know if that's okay. going to be more of like a Winter Soldier movie like feel, or is it going to be? Yeah, I'm or... hoping. I'm hoping it's like it has that feel of Winter Soldier and like Civil War. A little more serious. A little more serious. Grounded but it has in, those, like, grounded those in Earth reality. Yeah. yeah. Um. By the time we, when we record our next episode for the spoiler cast. Uh, the first episode of the Falcon and Bucky show will have been out. Yeah. So well, I guess yeah. we, well, I guess we'll get to kind of feel the. So, well, I think Adam, I think you just mentioned. Um, I don't think we mentioned it before. If we did, I missed it. I don't know how I missed it. Uh, so next episode is actually going to be a Wanda cast, uh, a Wanda Vision spoiler. Were you, cast. were you just not listening at the beginning of the? Yeah, <laughs> I guess not, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if we had specifically uh... said next next episode's going to be the spoiler cast, but we did say. Be ready for the next time because it's on you. I'm sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> you don't have to apologize. I'm just. How like... dare you? Yeah, no, it's actually... like every every episode at least this happens, guys. I can't. I don't know what happens <laughs> if it's like a short term memory loss of some sort, where all of a sudden I just like miss a chunk of my time. Not not it's only like... did we talk. I mean, we didn't directly say it at the beginning. I'm and I'm sorry. I'm giving you shit here, but it's and it's all in, with love. But it's all uh, love. <laughs> of course, about... I just. Talked about the game, and I Dude. literally just said it five seconds before you did. Oh my god! <laughs> it's all love, Chris. But if you do it again, god damn it! No, it's fucking it's black mold, man. <laughs> oh, the black mold's making a comeback. Oh god, it followed him. <laughs> I forgot about the black mold. It's actually uh, the symbiote, symbiote venom. Yeah. So definitely wait, wait for that now, because we definitely don't want to get into it now. You can already tell. Like we want, we I want to talk about this. I have things to discuss. I have so many questions. Adam was doing research before we even got on. All of us. I need to know. Yeah, dude. It's we almost did it this episode, but it's like, man, I gotta take some time to digest. I'll rewatch, yeah, and then also like look into things that I didn't, I missed. And yeah. the nice part is, it's an easy thing to watch because it's gonna take not even half a day. If you just watch all or of the, it. Yeah. Or the length of one Lord of the Rings movie. Roughly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're encroaching to like extended edition time. But yeah, roughly just one Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah, about. That's worth. Which worth Chris, is, Chris is rewatching. Or, well, I say rewatching because you have technically seen them it. once. I, I, I had seen Lord of the Rings when they first came out. Uh, we, Me and a group of friends had skipped school to watch them in theater. Um, but that's the last time I actually had watched them. Um, 
you guys are huge fans of Lord of the Rings, and no. I always like to kind of, yeah, I know. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't know if that was known or not, but uh, it's like uh, saying I like Star Wars. Like Star Wars. <laughs> I like to tro- I like to troll people on Lord of the Rings, especially because like people like it's it is good. I will never take it away that it's not good, but I like to say that it's overrated, which I do think it is, but in the sense because I probably don't latch onto it like others do. Um, but it is good, but I'm rewatching it again because I haven't seen, I haven't seen him for over 10 years. It's like almost fresh to me, really. Uh, so I am, I've been sick the past couple of days, uh, with what I can only assume is food poisoning. So I've tried to, I've been watching a lot of movies and sleeping and watching movies and sleeping and other things in between, which I'll spare you on. And... I started Lord of the Rings yesterday, and I got two hours into it, and then I fell asleep. Not because it was boring. <laughs> I was tired. I didn't yeah, feel well. You're tired. Boy, you're tired. Yeah. You, you said this morning you slept 14 hours yesterday. I did. I slept. And... I woke up at 10, like 20, and I was like, oh. And might I say, I am jealous. <laughs> me too. My body tried to get me up at 7. I mean, I'm not. I'm not jealous that you're you're doing it because you're sick. But like right. sleeping for 14 hours sometimes is like, ooh, I could I could do that. I want to do that. <laughs> so I your want, body needs. I it. Want to go to there. I want my body to reset. Yeah. But I like. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, I don't. You know, today I have some some plans in the afternoon, but uh, we'll see. You know, when I'll get back to uh, finishing it, I I, I want to finish it and then. Start on the two the two towers, maybe tonight. You know, I don't know. Who knows? Get crazy with it. Yeah, man. Could watch two towers, finish fellowship, watch two towers, and then just feel inspired, inspired, inspired. <laughs> feel constipated. What? Yeah. Well, and I have HBO Max, and the the fellowship of the ring and two towers is just the normal version. It's, but they put the extended version of Return of the King <laughs> on there. It's just that four, one, though? It's only four. Just that one. Just on, that one. Yeah. Chris, just watch it. It's only four and a half hours long. Hey, that's that's just above the Justice League movie coming out. Yeah, yeah not by much. I. Uh, what? What? I hope it's good. Oh. That's it. I just Because if it's that long, I just hope it's good. I'll enjoy it for what it is. Sure. It'll explain some more things. I And, and I've said it. I don't know how many times Zack Snyder director's cuts are infinitely better than the theatrical movies. This is true. Watch Watchmen and uh, Batman vs Superman are uh, his his director's cuts. Are Even good. going I mean, back to like Dawn of the Dead, like that's that's what I'm curious about, right? Like because watching the trailer or the one trailer or two trailers I've seen of the how many are out for the the Snyder cut? Well, there's know. like a there's like three at first, but they always they have the the Hallelujah black and white thing going on. It's kind of weird. Well, I just it, in the trailers that I've seen of the Snyder cut of Justice League, like it looks like a completely different movie. Mm-hmm. And having seen the original, and then seeing the trailer for his cut, I don't know how you're gonna get. I have no idea either. From the movie I saw to what that looks like in the trailer, unless we have so much footage that it's literally a different movie. He has that much footage and it shot that much be. extra. Yeah. Like and, has to and be. like a lot of people, a lot of our friends shit on Zack Snyder and mainly because his use of CGI and slow motion is way overdone. And it is. 
Um, My problem with Zack Snyder is he has really, truly great ideas and never seems to be able to fit it within a concise movie time. (laughs) So all his theatrical cuts fucking suck. And then like, it's like, oh, here's what I actually wanted to do. Here's this four hour. He's he's just never seemed to learn how to do that. Hmm. When's that? It's March 18th. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Something Soon. Like that. I mean, it's we'll know. It's we'll know. One. Yeah. By the time we... He's also, by the time we record he, again, we'll know. He's also got a movie coming out uh, on Netflix. Army uh, of the Dead. Army of the Dead. This it's, May. Which is a, an American zombie heist film with uh, starring Dave Bautista. Yep. I'm on board. I fucking love yeah. his Dawn of the Dead <laughs> remake. I fucking I love did, I that I did, too. I, yeah. I liked... I loved... Uh, I, I remember seeing that in theaters, and I, I loved it. I don't think it's you know? this is going to be as good because of um, COVID and stuff like that. It seems like you probably couldn't shoot on location for a bunch of places he'd normally want to. But I was, tra- I was trying to visualize Dave Bautista in a zombie apocalypse movie, and <laughs> it's just it's Dave it's Dave Bautista with a beard, like <laughs> awesome, it's awesome. So I'm excited for it though. Again, I don't hate Zack Snyder nearly as much as some of our friends do. No. Man, I should probably watch 300 at some point. I very much enjoy that movie. I would. Yeah. It's a... Uh, that's that's one of the ones where the theatrical cut was just fine for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing that I appreciate about that movie is that, and similar to the... It's 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 the similar... It's uh, Frank Miller. It's just a graphic yep. novel. Mm-hmm. You know, Sin City. It's the same guy. Yep. Wrote 300 that wrote Sin City. And it's like... What I appreciate about those movies is that they do stick to the graphic novel. I don't I don't know so much about 300. I haven't read that one, but I, I understand that it does follow it. I don't know, to a T. I know Sin City does. It's almost shot yeah. for shot with it's the real actual close. graphic novel. It's fantastic. Um... But I enjoyed it, right? I, I enjoyed it for what it is, and uh, I it's enjoyed, a fun movie. Yeah, I enjoyed a, Gerard Butler in this. So yeah. Uh, speaking of things for like shot for shot, that's one thing I appreciate a lot about going back to Wandavision. Real quick, it's no spoilers, but there are <laughs> a lot of images um, from the show that are taken directly from pages of the comics. From comics, okay. Yep. Uh, from actual specific pages to like cover art and stuff like that like it's it's pretty good <laughs> which is another reason why i love it Hmm. Mm. watch the show if you haven't please yeah oh man what are the other reasons why we started or not. don't just tell you what to yeah do, I mean, no. or live your own life that's fine just know or you're missing ass. out on something great <laughs> kind of ties, life all this ties into like well, another reason why it took so long to actually start recording is just like we went on a. I mean, Dustin, you stepped out for part of it, but like, yeah, Chris and I start talking a lot about nostalgia growing up and shit like that. Like back I'm talking about the Rockford Lightning. And so, like, all oh, these comic wow, like, reading these comic books as a child and seeing them like come to life now, uh, in a you know, visual medium <clears> is like scratching some kind of childhood itch I had. Well, and and what's what's what I what I think um, what I think why that is though it's I think it's, I think it's people like our age or people that you know grew up with this stuff in comics are now of the age of like they're being directors they're the writers they're 
they're taking that nostalgia and then being like, I know what we could like with the technology we have now, this is what we can do with this. That's what I was saying. Like the technology is caught up, you know, in at least the entertainment industry where, you know, you could have that show like show on screen and it like look decent, you know? Yeah. Um, well, the only and- movies they could have done that on, you know, back in the day, I probably, you know, like your Winter Soldiers and, and stuff. They could have done, the Winter Soldier could have been done in the 90s. You much, know? much more plausibly, yeah. I mean, you know, some things, of course, they couldn't, you know, probably have, but. I mean, to think how bold it was to actually start to walk down this path, like, the fact that Iron Man was so good and was so popular really helped like like it's not like because we we were getting batman movies like we had had spider-man like we were getting superhero movies we had x-men like Mm -hmm. we kind of saw what you could do with like a trilogy of that but like it wasn't until they really started to build an entire universe on each other and started to see the that that sandbox that you can play in right like they don't all have to be separate they don't have to be little individual trilogies like it's it's quite brilliant to link them all in this way but like at the same time risky because if it doesn't work you're out how many millions of dollars yeah man it really doesn't work but we also talked about like how like this is why you know the 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 tv shows help further the storyline and background while the, the movies push the narrative forward well i think that's what they're finally doing because i don't I, I I mean, I don't hate it, but, like, Age of Ultron was one of the movies, and, like, the second, first and second Thor movie tried to explain everything while pushing a, a grander narrative forward, and, like, there's, it's too much. There's too much. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it doesn't work for me. Whereas now, if, based on the success of WandaVision alone, like, I think that's probably what we're heading towards, is getting a series of six, five, six, ten episodes um explaining a lot of stuff and like making it look good and well acted and well written uh you can you can do a lot with that and then just have the movie go and yeah that's what i'm like a a superhero action movie should have a lot of just go um well and and it's and it well and it's also brilliant right that like it it for disney like to have these because like we we talked about it i think off stream but like if you look like we are getting new mcu content every single week from here on out through the rest of the year so like not only is disney supplying new content that people want to see but to your point also just builds on the cinematic universe allows you to just broaden your spectrum while also doubling down on that new content Uh... They, they, they did try that with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, with ABC. And mm-hmm. um, I think they initially wanted to do that with the Netflix series, but then, like, they never really mentioned what was going on. Like, at the first season of Daredevil did that with, like, um, the newspaper articles yeah. showing the Avengers. And oh, other yeah. Other than that, like, they didn't, they didn't, like, it never was, like, you never felt like it was connected. No, you and know? that's because it was owned by different people and different right. Mm-hmm stuff and i mean with at least with agents of shield i think part of their issue was 
when the, those first season, the first season especially, when that came out, like that was in a big era of people cutting their cord, quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, getting away from cable and stuff like that. So like, I think it suffered for that. Um, I mean, it, it it obviously did, and then it it was good enough where they kept getting renewed, and then were able to like tell a more complete story for that narrative. Uh, but at least that one it was owned by Disney. It was just on ABC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Daredevil was Netflix rights and Punisher and Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, I guess. Um, yeah. Like, well, it was you, spread do, thin. Do you think that they needed it to be, like, wait until they could get it all under the Disney Plus, like, umbrella where it's like, I understand, like, Disney owns ABC, right? Like, it's all mm-hmm. under that same. But, like, what what I would assume is there are still a separation of responsibilities and power related with like putting that network show on ABC. It's on network television. Like that's a, I feel like that's a way different. There's probably way more hands in that pot Yeah. than as Kevin Feige. Okay. You guys, you run this MCU, you run the actual cinematic, like, okay, does that also fall under Disney plus? Okay. Now you have more of that control. You can do shit on there that like, there's no way I think we would have seen WandaVision like that on network television. There is absolutely no way. And because you have, you have, you have the network minds out there. Like, you know, look at like, it might not be the same vein, but it could be, it could have happened like Firefly, you know? Right. Like, it, Firefly is constantly talked about as the one show that, like, man, network TV messed up and it was canceled way too soon because they, they butchered it. Yep. Because they didn't think it was going to work out to the vision. I mean, Fox you know, did that it. with a lot of shows. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. But the then it's all. Family Guy. <laughs> uh, what's the most recent one? Um, Brooklyn Nine Nine, then they drop them, and then NBC just was like, "I'll take it." Yep, right. Like mm-hmm. it's I don't know, and then it's also like Wandavision just being just it's a series finale. Like you just get the one season of it. That's it. It's literally just supposed to build on the MCU. It's just a part of this. Like there's no way you're gonna put that on ABC, and they're gonna be like, "We only get one season of this. You have to have at least five or six. The like one, there's no way. The one big thing that. I, I am very happy American television is taken away from British television is they tell their story and then they're done. And that yes. sucks. Some That sucks sometimes. Cause it's like, you want more, but like the longer you go, the more, like the more you risk of obviously messing it up and making it the quality lesson. <laughs> yeah. There's too much of a good thing. Office. It can, um, yeah. Can be bad scrubs. Like, <laughs> It's, it's, I mean, I think we've talked about this. I think The Walking Dead is probably there. Like, I think at a certain point you probably should have just stopped. Yeah. Um, but then like, it's, it, yeah, no, it's, I mean, I always use the example of Supernatural. Like the original writer had five seasons. And if you take away the last 30 seconds of that fifth season, you could literally stop the show there and it would have been perfectly fine. And they just now stopped at 15. Right. It's, they want, it's, it's the money behind it. Yeah. You know? Well, obviously, yeah. Network wants their money and executives want their money. But like, let them, let the artists, let the creative people behind it execute their vision behind it. And that's what we're getting with um, streaming services more often than actual network cable television. But 
Um, I mean, like Vince Gilligan had, it's like, I don't want more than like five or six seasons and they're going to be shorter <laughs> as we go on. So Breaking Bad is the length it is and the seasons get shorter the last two yeah. seasons. And and you think that he had the ability to do that because it wasn't on... It wasn't on network television. No, because it was on AMC. Right. So and it was like, that's what we have the power to do this. This is how we're going to do it. You only get this much. Only, and same with like, uh, is Mr. Robot still not going on, is it? No, that stopped because it's the same thing. Yeah, right. NFX. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure at least. That it was, was, a, it was on USA. That was USA. USA. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Like, I think it was only like three or four seasons. Three or four. Yeah. And like they wanted their vision, and oh man, it's a show I need to go back to. Me as too. Well. Like, I haven't. I remember seen watching the that first season. season and being like blown away by it. Yeah. And I just like, and I just like fell off. My mom was the one who told me to watch that show, and for reference, <laughs> my mom's in her seventies. <laughs> that's that's an interesting recommendation. It's <laughs> a very good recommendation. She's good for that though. Yeah, man. Uh, it's about computers or something. You might like it. <laughs> she she loves Rami Malek. Oh, he's so good. Uh, who doesn't? He's a fucking great man. Dude's if amazing. you guys have, have you guys watched Little Things yet? Or no, it's on uh, HBO. No, it's him and Denzel. no. I don't have seen him on it. Yeah, him and Denzel and Jared Leto. Very good movie. I highly recommend it. That's the that's the next Bond villain or whatever he came out. He did you know Freddie Mercury and Queen, which he did great. Amazing. Yeah, he job. was a very good Freddie Mercury. That movie sucked balls, but he was a great Freddie Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the movie didn't suck. The editing was awful and made the movie yeah. suck because of that. It's one of I those, could have been better. It's one of those movies that uh, Mike Myers just randomly shows up in. <laughs> right? He's just like, oh, you're the record exec? <laughs> that like, like shits on Queen before they make it big? <laughs> Mike Myers? He's perfect for that. Like, hey, man, you're in this movie? Showing up in Inglorious Bastards oh, out of dude, nowhere. I, lo- I love it when he just Winston shows Churchill. up. Yeah, in serious <laughs> roles. You're like, hey, look at, hey, it's Mike Myers, because he actually is a very good actor. I would very. I, you know what? I was thinking about that the other day. Um, not with Mike Myers, but like comedians who play serious roles. Like, um, I watched Drumline because it was on, and I haven't seen it for a long time. And Orlando Jones, who is known for, as a comedian, it was on Mad TV. Mm-hmm. he plays a serious role in that. You know, like a, like you know, he it's it's overall a kind of a, a comedy esque movie, maybe drumline but it's also it's a drama and you know he plays he plays a serious like music director you know that's like no bullshit and you gotta yeah. do it his way and well, i mean I, I, actors that do that like they do like robin williams like, in goodwill hunting or i love i was literally just gonna say robin williams that, yeah, Robert Williams in general. One hour photo, fucking amazing. Well, oh my god, one hour photo Insomni, is crazy. Uh, was it Insomnia? Uh, Insom- whatever, or is that that mm-hmm. one? Um, what is it called? Is it Insomnia? It's the one with it like. Might, I um, think it is. I think it is Insomnia. Yeah, it's with like Al Pacino's in it too. That's he's sounds... like a killer or some shit. I forget, but like, Robin Williams can play a serious role very well. Like, mm-hmm. I think Jim Carrey does that very well too. Jim like, Carrey is a really good one. Dude, if you watch him in a serious role, it will. It's like, it's like, it's almost like, why did we not get more of this when he was just being campy and you know before he lost his mind and then, in a way, kind of did not lose his mind. I guess he kind of saw through the. I think I think he came back. I think he saw through the shroud of you know how to go through life, and then was like, yeah, I'm just gonna be comfortable with who I am. And now he just paints, and I think it's awesome. 
But and he does, and he does a Doctor Robotnik. Yeah, <laughs> which I have, I haven't seen. He'll still yet. show up every once in a while. Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog is good. It's man. on, like, it's on HBO. It, it, I, I need to watch that. It's, you know, it's is a it? kid movie for sure. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, it's on HBO Max right now. I did not know that. Yep, but like, but like, um, it is Insomnia, by the way. Is it okay? But like, like Jim Carrey and like Man on the Moon. It's about any confidence yep. and comedian. But it's like, it's fucking great. Like mm-hmm. he is. You know he's he's doing his he's throwing his chops like even the Truman Show which has com, you know he has comedy comedy in there too but it's it's a serious role and it's amazing in it the majestic as well I don't know, oh, you know I love that. oh yeah that was yep. a great movie um another um, Robin Williams one have you guys ever heard of the Final Cut uh, no. I want to say I've heard of it I don't think I've seen it okay um it's I'll I'll give you like a quick not whole plot summary but. Um, it's set in a world with memory recording implants. Robin Williams is a cutter, someone with the power of final edit over people's recorded histories. And he basically, um, for like funerals, when someone dies, he cuts together their memories for like a, a, a living eulogy almost. Oh, wow. Okay. And then his latest assignment is the one that puts him in danger. Really fucking good movie. Very okay. like, no, not a lot of people have heard about it. But very good. It came out at like a little after Death to Smoochie. Wow. Death to Smoochie. Wow. <laughs> Isn't Edward Norton in Death to Smoochie? Yes, he's he the is, main character. Yes. <laughs> wow. Man, that's another a movie Robin... I haven't thought about in a long time. And, and, and another movie down the comedy, you know, movies I've just been watching is I, Mrs. Doubtfire. You know, I watched, I I watched that because that's on HBO Max. Do you love myself some Mrs. Doubtfire? Man, that is another movie they could not make today. <laughs> no, I, dude, no, even like not even Bird, close. Even like Birdcage, Bird, might yeah. Be. Oh. Um, the Fisher King is also a really fucking good Robin Williams movie. It's from 1991. It's him and Jeff Bridges. Highly recommended. I did a I did a paper in college about the Fisher King. Wow, and uh. It's very uh, also like I, I think it's just because of when it came out for us. Like you know, we were like four or six, some like somewhere in there. Yeah. Um. But so like it's not a movie for kids <laughs> at all. And uh, basically, Jeff Bridges is like a Howard Stern type radio shock jock, mm-hmm. and um, comes across like somehow meets Robin Williams, who is uh, a homeless person with like mental like insanity. And about their relationship together. And it's really good. <laughs> I may have seen this. Jeff Bridges has like the. Um, like a ponytail in it. I yeah, I think so. And like he's he's like a bum and they bring him in. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've seen this movie. I have not seen this movie in a long time. But I, I as soon as you said he's like a like a bum off the streets and they bring him in and it's like. I remember him going to like Harvard or Yale or something like that. And I was like, yeah. okay, I remember this movie now. Holy shit. Go watch that movie. It's not a feel good movie. I'll tell you that. I'll warn you right. right now, but it is very, very good. Patch Adams came to mind too. I know that's like, he's silly and campy in it, but like it if, you've ever, if you've ever seen that movie, there gets to be a point where that's incredibly sad and just that movie will rip your fucking heart. It's perfect for chest. Robin Williams. It's so good. It shows Honestly, if you watch that movie, I think you'll see both him being the comedic, like comedic actor, and then mm-hmm. that serious drama. Like, wow, this, the dude's range in that movie alone is impressive. 
believe like Dead Poet Society. Yeah. Oh god, I yeah, just dude. I just scrolled past that on IMDb. <laughs> There's also a movie I cannot I for some reason I cannot think of the name of it right now where like his wife dies or kills herself after he died in an accident and then he has to like oh um, go to hell to get her. Not being human. Um fucking Oh, uh, that's a movie I have like put out of my mind because I can't, I can't handle it. <laughs> what dreams may, co- what dreams what, may come? What dreams may come? My God, his fucking monologue in that movie, like I will break down every time I hear it, it. dude. <laughs> that movie's heavy. Well, have you, um, did you guys ever see World's Greatest Dad? No parts. So it's like it's it's a comedy, but it's like fuck, it's a black. Yeah, that is a dark comedy. Black comedy, um, like Death to Spooky. But uh, he's, but he's good in it, and it's it's a pretty uh, pretty solid solid movie. It's one of his, uh, not one of his, not one of his last, of course, but it was towards the end of his when he was still filming stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so piggybacking off of this, uh, Chris Rock. Oh yes, yeah. this is, that's that's this is one of the things that came up. Dude, because I think I know where you're going. He's gonna be in a Saw movie. Yep. Wait. What? Yep. Uh huh. There's a there's a new Saw movie coming out, and it's kind of like rebooting everything, or akin, or like right alongside Saw One. Is he? Is he like a like a detective? He. Yep. He's gonna be a detective. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it's like I said. I don't know if it's like a reboot, reboot, or if it's alongside. But he's kind of like Danny Glover in the first one. Yep. Okay. There's a picture. There's a picture of him that, um, because this is one of the things that triggered the the, the conversation in my to myself mm-hmm. on this because there's an image of him, uh, from it's called Spiral, and <laughs> he just looks fucked up. He just looks like it's like despondent shit. and. Yeah, I'm huh. I'm very intrigued to see what he can do. Cuz hey, he's a comedic genius first of all, but like Yeah, dude. Uh, can, tra- I know I know he can act um and everything. So I want to see like and it and it, this the vibe I got when they announced it and what I've seen so far, it's not going to be like the you know, the last 5 saw movies that have come out where it's just like <laughs> sure. Just torture porn for yeah. the sake of torture porn. Uh, this it's has like psychological. This, like... Yeah, this one feels different, so I'm I'm very intrigued, by, especially with the Chris Rock casting. I mean, there is a trailer of it out there. Is there? Okay, I couldn't remember. There's like a teaser. There right? is. Okay, I mean, yeah, have... it's like it's it's a, it's a teaser for sure. I may have to look this up because, like, to your point, yeah, like I I stopped watching the Saw movies because, like, I saw the first one and I I it's a, it's a great concept for mm-hmm. like a serial killer, right? But like, yeah, like as you started to as more movies came out. It was basically just like it stopped being how how much of a twist or how cool can we like, you know, hide the true, you know, true identity, whatever, like the true meaning of this movie to how fucked up can we get these contraptions that these people now just get mutilated in. Like right. that's that's all it turned into. And I'm mm-hmm. I don't want to watch people falling into vats of hypodermic needles. So that makes me so uncomfortable. Here's I don't want to watch that. A... Here's a synopsis of it's called Spiral. Okay. But also known as Spiral from the Book of Saw. Okay. Um so that's, working in the shit. Sorry, so that's like, how it ties into the universe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um the synopsis says working in the shadow of an esteemed police veteran played by Samuel L. Jackson, 
brash detective Ezekiel Zeke Banks, Chris Rock, and his rookie park partner William Schnank, who is Max Minghella. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know familiar? if I know who that is. I'll look. Uh, he hasn't been in a lot of stuff. It looks like, but he was. So we're getting. Yeah. So we're getting Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Rock. I forgot Sam Jackson was also in it. Okay. Yep. So they take charge of a grisly investigation into murders that are eerily reminiscent of the city's gruesome past. Unwittingly trapped in a deepening mystery, Zeke finds himself at the center of the killer's morbid game. Like, I'm getting a weird seven vibe from it. Yeah. And I, I'm on board. Chris Rock and, alone in like a super crazy psychological thriller, possibly. Yeah, sign me up. I'm into that. So the director of this also directed and wrote Saw 2. Okay, he Saw 2 was Saw, Saw 2 was Saw 4. Was still pretty good. He re- I never seen any of the Saws personally. Saw 2 was pretty good. Saw 2 was the one with Donnie Wahlberg, right? Yes. I that one was so. pretty good. That was pretty good. That the, I didn't I didn't see the twist coming at the end if you saw that movie. Um I don't know about 3 and 4 though. He wrote 3 and 4? He well so he 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 wrote and directed 2, but he he directed 3. I directed four. He did not write them. Okay. 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 Uh, he also he also did the 2011 supernatural horror film 111. I have not seen that. Didn't see that either. 111. Yeah. Okay. It's 11 and now I want to talk. Yeah. He does. He's done a lot of horror movies. I mean, like like I said, the the premise alone, like it's not a direct sequel. It's a it's a it's akin in you know same universe and everything and it like based on i remember now watching the teaser and getting like a weird 70 kind of vibe and chris rock sam jackson like okay show me what you got i think that would be awesome if it is like a seven vibe like if showing up to these you know crime scenes and it's just like what the fuck happened here this is reminiscent to these this old serial killer contraption blah 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 like the, i i understand the premise is right there like you could really crush it with this yeah you can make that work and i don't know about you guys i watch seven like every month i haven't seen it for a while <laughs> i don't know why i like it probably says something about me uh that it's a bit of a heavy movie i uh, fucking love that movie it's a great movie um what's in the box i just wanna uh, i, I want to i watch that and then just listen to nine inch nails all day And again, that probably says something about me as a person, but that's that's what yeah, I man. like. I think so. First album I can remember buying on CD was had like a hole. So <laughs> yeah, it's in the name. It, it, you know, I, I get it. The first album I bought on CD was WWF intro music. Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! The first, the first, the first tape I ever bought, cassette tape, because yeah, we're that old. Uh, was the Nothing to Lose soundtrack with Tim Robbins and Martin Lawrence. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I don't even remember the first cassette. I don't think I've ever bought. I don't. And I bought it at Media Play. I don't oh, yeah. think I ever bought a cassette either. I think the only cassettes been... I ever used were like just. I already somebody gave them to me, or they were just around. Say, my mom bought me Tom Petty. Ooh, that's good. Album on cassette. Um, I think the first CD I ever bought might have been "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket." 
That's a good one. That's a good one. And then my mom made me listen to it with her because she didn't... I don't know if she didn't want to know I knew what the double entendre was. Oh, sure. Or she just wanted to make sure I wasn't poisoning my ears with devil music or something. Something along there. But she actually ended up enjoying the album. (laughs) I will say me listening to Head Like a Hole, I probably was too young to be listening to that album when i was the 1993 god i don't even know when that came out um it was early 90s but that's i mean how old were you fuck dude i don't i mean i would have been 10 11 12 years old well that's how i i didn't i didn't buy a lot of cds after that because one like my brother my brother had like the cds i would want to listen to like uh green day he had i remember his he bought like one of the fat fat boy slim albums mm-hmm. and i like stole it from him basically <laughs> and played the shit out of that yeah, fat boy slim in a while uh, <laughs> right um but then i really got into um limewire and kazan like burn my own music mm-hmm. for like the longest time mm-hmm. So like, I never really bought music. So, Head Like a Hole, the single, came out in 1990. Um, the album that was on Pretty Hate Machine was in 1989. So, <clears throat> I was born in 1984. So, I got that CD... I mean, we're talking early 90s. I probably would have been 9, 10, 11 years old. That's too. Yeah, I mean, probably probably a little too young. Yeah, if you listen to that album, well, you know, it's like if I listen to it now, I'm pretty sure I would comprehend it way different now than back then. Like I understand what he's singing about now. Yeah. Back then, I probably didn't fully understand what. It just sounded cool. Yeah, it just sounded awesome. I mean, like I will blast on repeat the hand that feeds and like oh dude march of the pigs and hurt and stuff like that not the johnny cash version the original one although johnny cash made that song infinitely better hey man i think even trent reznor yeah. was like hey it's trent, his song now trent reznor has said that is johnny cash's song not his anymore <laughs> yeah well i remember i remember like being afraid of like that music like uh, I think Master of Puppets just celebrated their 25th. Yeah, it's first of all, fuck. Yeah, great but album. Yes. And I remember like just being like uh, afraid of Metallica, you know, <laughs> just because like the name and the album covers and shit. So you just, like stayed away from that music. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here listening to Vulgar Displays of Power from Pantera. <laughs> like it's just, it's some of the greatest it. albums, man. I listen, my sister was uh, a grunge person um and not like i'm not calling her grungy like that what you know for the younger people listening yeah, that dude. was the style in the 90s in the early 90s jesus yeah, christ like ni- um, that was like 88 to 94 yeah three or four somewhere in there and a lot of plaid um yeah a lot of pearl jam loose yeah so i listened to a lot of pearl jam a lot of Soundgarden, a lot of oh, Soundgarden, dude i've seen i've seen them Spoon live man i saw Soundgarden live oh man yeah i remember Soundgarden being popular around my house um a lot of nirvana like genesis what we were big in our house never was a big nirvana was guy a kid. just couldn't do it don't know why i re- I, re- I appreciate nirvana now yeah 
compared to back then when I was young. Now I'm like, yeah, okay. I, pre- I, like I appreciate what they did, but like that's one of like my people always are like, how could you not like Nirvana? I just, I don't know. I just don't. We wouldn't have gotten Foo Fighters without them. Hey man, I true. I like Foo Fighters way more than Nirvana. That's the weird thing. I mean, but they're they can sound completely different. I mean, one is a I early think, '90s grunge band that you know. I who think knows Foo what Fighters they is the better into. band. But yeah, but we've also seen the evolution of Foo Fighters, right? Like, yeah, we have. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I I would be curious to see what Kurt Cobain could have done. Right with, with Nirvana, like with Dave Grohl, yeah, dude, like with that, yeah, like what could they have evolved to over thirty years? Like it would have been awesome. I yeah, I unfortunately we can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, man, like it's who knows. So well, I say I say the same thing about um, like I'm a huge Beatles fan, right? Mm-hmm. And I say the same thing about like John Lennon, like because he was at the cusp of his like, oh yeah, coming back into the scene. What could have been fantasy? Like you don't know, Double Fantasy is such a great album. What could have been? Don't know what could have been from him. Um, You know, we could have got a Beatles reunion. And I mean, like I, I love, I love Paul McCartney. I do, and I like a lot of his solo music, even Wings. But oh, Wings is great. uh, Yeah, I, I John, more John Lennon music would have been a good thing for the world, probably. (laughs) Yeah. So. Uh, also, I, someone mentioned Genesis. I, for fucking whatever reason, this whole yeah. week I've had Sledgehammer stuck in my head. <laughs> it's Peter Gabriel, man. Sledgehammer. Like, <laughs> if there is one thing I will, I will, you know, always be thankful for, for you know, for my dad inheriting into me is taste of music. Oh yeah. Like he, like for sure, like. He's he's the reason why I like I like I love all his music like Rush and both my parents Queen did that and, for me, you mm-hmm. know. It allowed me to explore you know the same like kind of you know music and granted he's into some weird shit something so like that I I'm like all right that's what's too much. weird shit. We're talking like Captain Beyond like oh. fucking 1970s all right like, yeah man psychedelic right. right. rock Get, so, like. Frank Zappa <laughs> all right uh, so yeah. he he is actually into some weird shit. <laughs> my mom loves frank zappa <laughs> like i'm serious man um because i remember seeing the album for Captain beyond because my dad's got a pretty good album collection that he is inheriting to me he, he keeps wanting to drop it off and i'm like i don't have room well, that's for what, this when my i i'm looking at it when my mom moved i got every single vinyl record um for the most part i gave some of them to one of my nieces because she's also a huge like vinyl person mm-hmm. um and loves music yep. So like I gave some of them, but I have the vast majority of like some forty, like a lot of forty fives and stuff like that. And I can, yeah, I'm dude. looking at them right now. And uh, what I want to do eventually, when I get my shit together, is um, take a lot of them, like or the ones that mean the most to me, out of all of them, and like frame them and hang them up in my office and shit like yes. that. And... Yeah, yeah, dude. Like I, I think same. I same same what you're saying, Chris. Like my that's how my dad was. Like I, like I can still remember listening to Bob Seger and Joan Jett on record, like Quiet Riot, fucking Judas Priest. Like, those are the things that, like, I heard growing up on record from my parent, like, my dad specifically. And, like, that, I think that just, like, molded... I'm into heavy metal, man. I just like metal music. I <laughs> you don't, can, maybe you it can see the through me. line. Yeah, dude, it got me at a young well, age. Even like, even, like, 90s, like, 80s and 90s, like, like, rock, like, hair metal, in a way, we'll say... 
um i'll still go back to it i'll enjoy like um the band extreme mm-hmm. if you know who they are yeah. like they have some they have a killer album um uh, shit i can't remember what it's called but it has like more than words on it which is like one of the best power ballads of all time mm-hmm. um and because that's i remember like just you know those memories of like my dad and my uncle and stuff like wanted to be in a band you know so hard back back in the day you know like after they you know were young mm-hmm. our age basically because it was early 90s so you know i remember going to my uncle's house and them just be like playing like rehearsing in the basement while i'm upstairs playing sonic the hedgehog you know (laughs) (laughs) times man hell yeah man it was the same like my mom was um got me like tom petty dire or uh, sorry tom petty beatles pink floyd um neil young all like all that my dad was big like elvis bob dylan uh dire straits i fucking love dire straits dire straits uh like walk of life man all like that kind of genre music and uh well there's always the, there's always a song that like i will, will always remind me of my parents and that's uh switching to glide by the kings sure because they would rock that like I, like on a tuesday because there's a there's a specific lyric in there that says nothing matters but the weekend from a tuesday point of view <laughs> and it's like now that i'm an adult it's like yeah, yeah I, I get that, that. I, I, get that. Kidding me? I understand like, that feeling a hundred percent yeah, it's like this good. is so. This is fascinating because like I not, not that just has me thinking, right? Because like, like that was my formative years, right? And then I remember hanging out with cousins, and like they were the ones that introduced me to like the Nine Inch Nails, the Marilyn Manson. Before I realized he was a fuckboy, um, <laughs> yeah. you can separate the of, you can separate the artist from the person. Exactly, the real <laughs> piece of shit. Way back when I realized, I you know, back when it was like Marilyn Manson being a real weird dude. Um, like it's just so interesting to hear. Like that's well, yeah. Like your cousins introduced you to like that's my cousins introduced me to rap. Yeah, like that's where right? my love of like rap and hip hop came from right. was from my cousins. Like I still, you know, like Cal, you know, hearing like California Love and, uh, you know, Jim and Juice and stuff. You know, yeah, that dude. was popular. I remember going to my cousin's house in like early two thousands. And him watching MTV and, and juveniles back that back that thing that was on. I was like, I love this. This is great. <laughs> yeah, man. The, the rap and hip hop for me didn't come till much later, until I still really started to appreciate that. But although, I mean, I had I had an older sister, right? Like I always was like around like Bone Thugs and Harmony and shit like that. Like oh, I yeah. heard it. It just never, you know. I'm over here listening to the Metallica, Pantera, the you know god smacks of the world you know god that's how yeah that's how mine progressed right until i got to a uh, much better area but i still listen to avenge sevenfold or you know slipknot like that's that's the shit that i like i tried i tried to get my dad to listen to kendrick lamar like i was like he's because he doesn't like hip-hop he doesn't understand it he's like i don't get the appeal and i'm like listen, listen yeah to dude lamar. <laughs> He's like, I still don't get it. I'm like, God, this guy is a brilliant, brilliant <laughs> dude. Lyricist, you're, man. you're listening to a genius right now. <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, I think at a certain point, you're just like, you like what you like, and I think at least for well, us, it's, it's like I can still consume for, all for this me, and appreciate it. And... For me, the best example I can give is K-pop. I don't understand mm, it. I don't either. It's loved across the world, and I'm like, I don't get it. There's some fucking bangers in there, guys. <laughs> I I'm with. I mean, I was I listen to that pom pom shit from Cyberpunk it's, it's, 2077 you know, it's, all day. Um, 
a lot of it doesn't make sense to me either. I mean, and I, that sounds bad, but you know, you understand what I mean. Like, it's yeah. just yeah, so a, a lot of K-pop is um, it gets samey after a little bit, but like there are some fucking there's some gold in there. Yeah, man, you guys. Uh, and I mean, I don't know, like the, all the different styles of music when I was like four or five, six, somewhere in there, like I was getting hit from all angles because my pet, like I was, I'm the youngest in my family and my parents had me much later, um, than you normally would have, you know, think about when you want to have children and everything like they were, my mom was 40. My dad was like 42. So mm-hmm. I had, I'm in a, I was in a weird multicultural uh, in terms of yeah. music because you know i had all the old country rock uh indie, indie stuff from the 60s and 70s my sister who is 13 years older than me grew up listening to a lot of 80s rock uh 80s rap 80s hip-hop and then into grunge and stuff like that and that's when i was like four and five when the grunge scene was going on so like i hit i had a lot of stuff coming at all angles for mm-hmm. me um, and then obviously uh, with outside stuff from um, cousins or uh, friends, older siblings and cousins and stuff like that. Like, you know, I I, I hit a weird, weird spot where I got yeah, all dude. that music at me, like right when I was forming myself. Yeah, and you had a lot of people with very curated, like, musical interests all. Yeah. It, you know, remember, dumping that out onto you at the same time, like, oh, you're getting a lot of the good stuff yeah. from multiple angles. Well, I remember, I remember having like an an old MP3 player back in the day that was just like filled with just the most random things in the world. Because also at the same time, not only did I love this type of music, but I also was into video games and I and I loved like Final Fantasy soundtracks mm-hmm, and shit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And this is back when you're a kid and you, and you don't like. My one of my biggest fears was was somebody like taking my CD player from me and realizing I'm listening to Final Fantasy music. <laughs> like that's a reality, man. Sure, um, sure. But like, I remember having an MP3 player and just being like, you know, telling people, like, it's, it, like, well, what do you want to listen to? I was like, anything you want to listen to, it's in there. Like, the yep. only thing that you won't find in there is probably country, yep. or like really like electric, like. You know your Skrillex type, you know EDM. EDM. You know, which I do like some of it, but it, it, for me, it's for mostly it's a pass. Mm-hmm. And people are like, no, there's no way. Everyone only needs a certain genre. I'm like, all right, well, you go look through that MP3 player and you tell me. And sure enough, like people are like, wow, you have the most collective, yeah, man, sound taste ever. And I'm like, yeah, because it's good. If I like it, if it sounds good, I'll give it a shot. You know, I will listen to anything if it sounds if it sounds good. Same, same, exact same. And I mean, like, and that was like all of that was one of the reasons why I wanted to be a musician and did semi successfully for a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it was just like that made me want listening to all that stuff. Just like made me want to learn how to be able to play it and make it and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I mean, that led to a lot of my later teenage years and 20s was playing and making music so yeah dude it's a <sighs> it, it's like a yeah it's a weird i will say that as the older i get the more i can feel my i don't know if maybe this is just odd but like it's broadening more maybe you know because like, I, sure. I can remember a time in my life where it was like 
I would say that too. Like I was like, hey, you know, I, I like just about anything. Like I'll listen to just about anything, but country. I just can't. I cannot stand it. And I honestly, what I mean is like the nineties, two thousands country. Yeah, it's, yeah, and it's the same thing. Like I, I said the same thing. I was like, I will never like country. You know, this past year has told me that I do like country. I just don't like that, that like the new country. Country's, yeah, man. Country's like, now like making a weird country. turnaround back into what it kind of was in the sixties, seventies, and eighties. See that I can that I can appreciate, right? Like I can appreciate Jolene. Like oh, I, I, I that's a Jolene. great song, but like, and I can even hear Miley Cyrus sing it and be like, "This is amazing!" Like she can hit the song, but like I don't fucking care to listen to the Rascal Flats. No, like I, I don't no. care. That just garbage music to me. Um, one of my favorite things from the mid two thousands was the first Taylor Swift album came out. Oh sure, and it was a huge country album and everything, and it was good for what it was and everything. Mm-hmm. But like, I I distinctly remember saying at one point, um, I was whatever one of the singles came on, and I was like, I would absolutely love to hear this girl with an electric guitar and some some fucking banging drums behind her and like look at what she's done now and everything and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's uh, like that's that stuff i can appreciate right and i i have grown more tolerant of like my of like not, you know it's i guess it's less of that like if you think back to like all the nickelback hate you know it's like hey silver sides I, up is a good album hey man i uh i can't remember if that's which album that is that's but the like, very I, first one that's the one I owned. Yeah, I, I used to. I used to be like, "Hey, man, there is a there was a point in which you could tell they kind. It felt like they sold out and were just making the same music. Yep. Mm-hmm. But like, some of that early shit, man, was really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it just being more like less like ugh, like because I remember way for a while there, even being like a young kid, being like, "Well, if you don't write your own music, like I don't fucking care." And it's like, well. And then, then you look at history and realize nobody really wrote their yeah, own music yeah, who was like, popular. Right. Just because people can, like, <laughs> write songs doesn't mean they can also it. sing them. Right. Like, <laughs> so it's like, man, we've gotten a lot of, like, hey, I wrote this song and this person sang it. And it's just amazing. Right. That's you just what, appreciate it. Again, uh, you should, everyone should go watch Ma Rainey's Big Black Bottom uh, on Netflix. I do need it. I do need yeah. it. Uh, Chadwick Boseman Chadwick won, won uh... his Golden Globe for his performance, which was his last performance. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, directly deals with the music scene in Chicago, uh, in this case, during the 1920s or 30s. And uh, about writing rights and performing rights and all this stuff. And it was, a, I mean, and it still is to some degree, but it was a fucking mess back then. And a lot of people did not get credit, um, especially when you look at all the big hits like that Elvis did. Like, there's a lot of stuff. Oh, dude. Yeah. And, uh, came from a lot of folks who weren't credited. <laughs> now, I will say if you're if you are a band or a performer who literally writes none of your songs, I'm still going to look down on you a little bit more. I do yeah. appreciate an artist who <laughs> can at least be a part of the creative process of the music well, they're making. I always there's always one thing that I remember like um I always laughed at, and it was like Bohemian Rhapsody was written by Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. Girls, who run this by Beyonce, was written by like nine different fucking people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen that. I re- there's like, a meme about man. that, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, 
because it was done by it was like why like this is a this is a musical genius and not to like shit on beyonce or anything but yeah or i mean it's, it's like it's just crazy yeah it's uh you know it is what it is yeah it's still good both of them are still great songs <laughs> Amazing. I will I will say there is a song I just came across from Rihanna because like Katie and I just watched through the newer Star Trek trilogy. Uh, yes. I love I fucking love the new Star Trek trilogy. I'm I'm a huge fan. I I love it. The third movie's third movie's great. Third, I third movie's got some problems in my opinion, but you've got problems. Well, I mean we just we don't need the Beastie Boys and that's how you fight off a whatever. It's one went from a Whatever, it's it just it's it's not that the third movie's bad. It's just it follows the second one, which I think is the best. It's just so good to me. Anyway, I think I forgot the point I was going to make. Song about with Rihanna. Oh, there's a song at the end of the third one, uh, which I think is actually called Sledgehammer, um, <laughs> which is what that's what reminded me you saying that mm. it's it's actually called Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. If you look it up from Rihanna. Holy shit, dude. It like it made me it was playing during the credits and it literally made me Katie and I were having a conversation and I had to stop because I listened to it and I heard what Rihanna was putting out and it, it literally made me stop talking and listen to the song. It's that good. All right. All right. I will I, I will, highly recommend it. I will give that a, a, a listen. Yeah. I will give it a listen too, man. Lost my track halfway through that because we started <laughs> we started hey, we talking got, about we got, it. We got back there. Go listen it's, to Sledgehammer from Peter Gabriel too. Yes. <laughs> Um, go go watch his music videos. Oh my god, loud. yeah, that's that's how that's what reminded me of the song a couple weeks ago. That music video came out, and I was like, oh, dude, my gosh. <laughs> oh. Uh, I miss '80s era music videos. Right, right. <laughs> I remember watching Beavis and Butthead as a kid and just being like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I almost forgot that they put on music videos during yeah. that. Yeah, man. Yeah, because that's what it started as, right? Yep. And just then a little it was MTV like, thing. Yeah, and then it's like, okay, we're gonna have a show. Then they developed Mike it. Judge, right? Yeah, man, he's man. been there a long time. Had his hands in a lot of stuff that we know about. <laughs> um. All right, before we get even more in into it, I think uh, I think it's time to call it. How do you guys <laughs> feel? Right. I think oh, you're right. Riff. It's we gonna be a hard. I, I know it's like like kind crazy. of a an, abru- an abrupt stop, but. Guys, we were supposed to talk about Pokemon at some And point. we talked a lot about <laughs> Marvel, DC movies, stuff like okay, that. We dude, hit our nerd quota. We riffed for so long before we started recording, we should have known it was just going to spill over into I the had actual a, I had recording. A I had a feeling. <laughs> but that's okay. I love it. Hey, man, I love this. So, because it's the end, towards the end of the episode, that means it is time for something. And I believe tweet. Chris has something to say about that. Uh, it's, it's a tweet corner, you guys. You all Thank know. Thank you. Perfect. <laughs> uh, from our boy, uh, allegedly Jeff, at or Jeff allegedly at allegedly Jeff, at CGY Podcast, give us the best celebrity impersonation while describing the plot summary of your favorite movie. Hashtag Tweet Corner. This is one of the ones where I hate opening. I mean, it's all it's always <laughs> Jeff. Jeff is always here, but it, you know the possibilities of other people doing this to us. Yep. It's there, but I saw this come in this morning, and I was like, "Fuck, god damn it, shit!" <clears throat> I, I I haven't practiced. I haven't warmed up for my impressions at all, so I'm I'm gonna go cold. Okay. I don't know about you guys. Do it. Okay. 
a man and his son go out on a space adventure. Separately, one of them knows that he must confront his father when his old hermit friend tells him to go to the space station and fight with their laser swords. The son gets his hand cut off and wonders, why, father? It can't be true. The end. I love it. Morgan, prove it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know what. Uh, I didn't know who like what movie it was at mm-hmm, first. Mm-hmm. I was too focused on the Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Andy Dufresne. I did. I was trying when I when I when I, I'll be honest when when I saw this I was like I looked at Katie and I was like I wonder what Clark's gonna do I want, I thought maybe you might do the Vin Diesel. <laughs> oh right. no I can't I, right, my, right. I need to like go smoke a cigar or some right? cigarettes. I was like <laughs> I was like he's too he's too fat tongue in it right you have yeah. to you have to practice he's at the afraid of the dark. Andy Dufresne was the only man I have ever met who's crawled through a river of shit and come out clean on the other side. He was my friend. Andy Dufresne. I didn't know. I thought we were we went and got a, a, a sayori voice. No. God, no. I almost went with walking, but again, oh, I, I, I'm, going in, I'm going in cold. I need a warm-up for walking. Yep, yep. Well... With that being said, <laughs> uh, my son, I I don't know where he's been. Uh, he disappears and, and comes back every so often to tell me how good his life is. But I tell him, you can only run for so long. They will catch you. I don't know what movie that is. I don't either. I'm like sitting here. Because here's the thing. I read this as you had to do the celebrity impersonation of an actor in the movie. I don't know why. That's how oh. I interpreted it. Is this, this Deer question. Hunter? What is this? So this so this is so this is catch catch me if you can. Oh, oh shit. Okay. because uh, Christopher Walken is in that yep. movie. Which I love. It's not my favorite movie. It's a great movie. He is. Uh but it's it is in it's it's in my top for sure. I love that movie. I mean, if I'm watching Tom Hanks movies. That's in the rotation getting watched. Yeah, for sure. And I'm going to watch that thing thing you do as well. For okay. sure. Apollo 13. There's a few, right? All right. <clears throat> I didn't fully understand. I, I was truly trying to decide what I was going to do here, and then Katie gave me the idea, so here we go. It's just Chewbacca talking about the movie Logan, guys. Oh, just, of course. Did you okay. hear that? Yeah, that I, you know, yeah, I thought totally I heard. Understood. it. I was expecting you to just jump in halfway, go Logan, and then go back. <laughs> I was um, trying to decide. I was like, I don't know if I could hold an act like an impression long enough to actually do it. All right, uh, because I totally butchered the summary. I'm going to read the IMDb plot summary. <clears throat> do it. After the rebels are brutally overpowered by the empire on the ice planet Hoth, Luke Skywalker begins Jedi training with Yoda, while his friends are pursued by Darth Vader and a bounty hunter named Boba Fett all over the galaxy. There you go. That was good. Thank you. So was your Chewbacca. So was your (laughs) walking. 
<laughs> my, I don't think my walking was that good, but it started to turn Robbie into Christ. something halfway through, and then I was then I literally was trying to figure out what movie. <laughs> I was like, "What is this movie?" But it's okay. Hey, we all did it. We all did it. Good job, guys. I almost did Kermit the Frog, but I oh was my like, God. I, I've been watching a lot of the Muppet Show on Disney. I was like, I don't, I don't know, know if I could get past just saying Kermit the Frog. And Kermit, that's, I don't, <laughs> Kermit, Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> and that's it. Uh, that's about as far you're as you're talking about the Muppets, the movie. And yeah. that's it. Um, anyway, that is going to do it for us today. Uh, if you like what you hear, and I know you do, you can go over to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcast app, Amazon's podcast app, like name it, we're there. Uh, look up, come get your podcast or CGY podcast. Uh, and you can listen to our episodes. And then if you would like to, you can follow us on the social medias. Everywhere uh, we are at CGY podcast. And if you want us to do more celebrity impressions, like our friend allegedly Jeff, Jeff allegedly here, you can send us a tweet over on the Twitter uh, using the hashtag tweet corner, and we will answer it at the end of the episode. Uh, this week's again was brought to you by allegedly Jeff at Jeff allegedly from his iPad, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and then five Fancy. nights a week. <laughs> Uh, you can find us streaming on twitch.tv slash come get your podcast where we are playing a multitude of different games from Dark Souls 3 to Bioshock 2 and I'm dabbling in Tarkov, Escape from Tarkov and then uh, Anime Monopoly, otherwise known as Dokapon Kingdom with my wife. And yeah, five nights a week. You can see our schedule tentatively for time starting anyway, but twitch.tv slash come get your podcast. And as always, we end every episode with a shower thought from Reddit. This week's comes from user Sally underscore E. The biggest difference between a cat lady and cat woman seems to be a leather outfit. <laughs> and that is going to do it for episode 97 of Come Get Your Podcast. I've been your host, Adam. I've been Dustin. I'm Remember, Chris. spoiler cast for episode 98 for WandaVision. Bye.